I'll have to remember to get a little salty in this one, and uh, just for Jeremy's sake. At E3, it was so poorly advertised, it actually looked like hot garbage. Preparation for the February release uh, daily. <laughs> are, are you, is your wallet ready? <laughs> oh my god. goodness hello everybody and welcome to the retro rents retro gaming podcast it is episode 85 it is our first episode of 2022 and i am al and i'm nick so what's been going on man it's been a couple weeks you know holidays a little crazy oh yeah took, took some time off after the old extravaganza that was, a <laughs> lot of fun. That was. That was a lot of fun, that episode. I'll have to remember to get a little salty in this one, and uh, just for Jeremy's sake, you know, gotta, gotta say something negative. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, how was how was your holidays and stuff? How'd that all It was good. It was very relaxing. was able to make up with the cabin, so it was, it was nice to get oh, away there. I love that place. Had God, some beautiful, beautiful place. snowy, you know, I said snowy weather prior to us getting there, so you didn't have to experience it other than, you know, nice laden snow everywhere, to, you know, went on some, some frosty hikes, but yeah, it was great. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's great when you don't have to drive in it, you can just get there and play in it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, man, speaking of snow, uh, our buddy Captain Mike uh, up in Boston there, what, they got over a foot? Uh, yeah, I think they got super slammed. I know out here we only got four to six inches out here by Philly. So, oh, we didn't get shit up here. We maybe <laughs> yeah, got yeah. I heard like the Pocono's got nothing, nothing, nothing. Which I'm fine with. I'm honestly <laughs> fine. With. Um, but yeah, like we were, Am, Am and I were joking. Like our little vacation spot in Cape May got like almost two feet. Wow. I'm yeah. Like, I'm like, I can't even imagine that little beach town just covered in two feet of snow. <laughs> That's awesome, though. <laughs> but yeah, so so you get to hang out with the fam, go up to the cabin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, good stuff. What you what you been playing? Uh, playing. Well, uh, I, I said I'm a couple things. I've been uh, catching up on some of my uh, so kind of like shows and whatnot. Uh, I finally you know, uh, got around to seeing Ghostbusters Afterlife. I bought and, it. I haven't seen it yet. Oh man! Like, I, like I was hesitant because you know it's just like uh, it's like another Ghostbusters. You know, it's like yeah, you know, like I, I want. Yeah, you know, like I, I'm not a fan of the was it 2016 one. Oh, that one was garbage. I'm and sorry. It's like it's like okay. It's like you know I wasn't obviously rushing out of the theaters this one, but it finally came out on on streaming video, so it's like okay, you know what? I'll, I'll give it a shot. Uh, yeah. If you haven't, I, you know, I'm, it'll be spoiler free, but I will I will say hands down. This is how you do a sequel, and like this is an absolute love letter to the fans of the '80s uh, Ghostbusters. That's awesome. Yeah, my um, my friend, uh, old teacher, movie director Harrison Smith, I think said something that really got me pumped for this. Um, and it was that, you know, one thing for sure, this movie had a shit ton of heart. So oh, absolutely, a- yeah. Yeah, he, he he said the love that uh, the writers, directors really, you know, had for the original, it really came through. 
and uh, it made for a fun movie. So I'm, I mean, I'm really pumped to see it. Yeah, and, and you know, it, and it's it's I always say kind of lineage because it's uh, I can't remember the exact name, but but basically the director is the son of the original director that did at least Ghostbusters oh. one. I don't know if he did two or not. Um, Reitman, no. Yeah, Reitman sounds right. Uh, I have to look it up. <laughs> I am so prepared. Let me tell you. Uh, uh, but um, but yeah, and and um, uh, it, it is a script that Dan Aykroyd and uh, Harold Ramis had worked on. Uh, yeah, yeah, Jason Reitman. Jason Reitman. Yeah, yeah. I, and, I, 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 Ivan, Ivan Reitman. I think is the original. Yeah, Ivan. Yeah, Ivan Reitman was the original director of Ghostbusters one, and I think he did yeah. too. Um, yeah. Cool. And right, yeah, his, right. his son, his son, his yeah, his son directs Afterlife, um, and it is a script that was written by Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis. Who you know, uh, that's great. Passed on, you know, I think a couple, three years now. Is it eight? It's a while, it's like sixteen or seventeen. Um, but yeah, like absolutely worth it. Um, now that being said, you know, I I kind of had a discussion uh, with some of my chat you know, on it, and uh, I would say. If you had never seen any of the Ghostbusters, it might it, it, some of the stuff might go over your head. Um, not in terms of like technical stuff, but just like it's like you know, it's like you know if, if you're tearing up during it, it's like they would not understand why you're tearing up type of thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it, that's why it's like it's very much a love letter to the '80s fans. I think a new someone totally new to the franchise could easily enjoy this like i think i think it, it can okay. be enjoyable on that level but i, I think that's because uh, it, it's kind of curious because i you know i was seeing like kind of mixed reviews but i i think you know looking back the reviews on it makes sense like for people who have never seen it like they may not like fully get into it but you know if you have if you come from that 80s 80s and it's even in 90s you know because i think i think cartoons were in the 90s oh yeah, uh, yeah several absolutely. iterations um yeah like you, you you'll understand it and like you'll 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 fully enjoy it so it, it's definitely it's definitely worth sitting down and and watching. I, I think I think you will thoroughly enjoy it. Oh, I can't wait! Yeah, it's 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 definitely on the list. And uh, then um, most recently, a uh, book of Boba Fett. I'm, okay. uh, you know, being oh, this big Star Wars fan, I am I am loving the hell out of it. Uh, it it's yeah? a little little different pacing than Mandalorian, uh, but it, again, it's still that kind of classic Western call out uh, throughout. Uh, you know, you were bet you're getting a lot of like, you know, yeah, I, I was, I, I don't think this is too much of a spoiler, but basically we get kind of the backstory of how Boba Fett got out of the Sarlacc pit and up, okay. up and up and around the Mandalorian, uh, up to season two, obviously. Um, so yeah. it, get, it fills in a lot of those. And I think there's one episode to go, uh, cause I think it's only six episodes and I think the last one is coming this week. So, but yeah, I, I, I'm loving the hell out of that one. All right, I'll have to watch it. Yeah, yeah. Uncle Neil was a little lukewarm on it, so I was like, oh, I'll get there. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think like a lot of people like like oh, it's like it's you know I think a lot of people don't like it because it's not as gripping as the okay. Mandalorian. So, and and that's probably like the expectation to go in. It was like like you know it's only six episodes, and I think the Mandalorian is like ten or twelve. I think a season, right? Um, so go into it with the expectation. This is this is more like it's filling in a lot of. Okay. I, 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 filling in and I think setting up a lot for what is about to come in, you know, Mandalorian season three. Um, I, what else do they have? I, uh, I think they, they still got like one or two others that are happening in kind of like this time period uh, alongside Mandalorian. I think we have. Um, yeah, there's something else coming out. I think. I think Ahsoka. 
Uh, I, yeah. I don't know if it's you yeah. know it's necessarily selling that up. I think that's going to be you know we kind of saw it set up for that in season two of Mandalorian. But yeah, go into it with that expectation. But it, and it's a it's a little bit slower pacing. But I I actually enjoyed that because it allowed All you right. to just just to, you know you're not being like bombarded with like you know not that you know Mandalorian kind of did that. But I feel like I don't know maybe this maybe this is me just being the old man waving his cane on the porch. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I feel like so many shows and especially movies where they just like beat you over the head with, with like things got to hit you so so fast and just like you don't have like time to really like enjoy the, the you know there's in fact that's probably what it is there's no plot so they have to beat you over the head with action so much that you know yeah. it's like you know it's like there's no time to breathe and so it's 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 enjoyable in the sense of eye candy I guess but not in the sense of like a plot or actual okay. like serious stories discussion which which i think boba fett actually does accomplish and again i i think more of it it's that that classic western call out because you know and i'm talking about like you know the old spaghetti westerns you know the old plenty's wood style it's like think along those lines and even that level of pacing and i know yeah and yeah yeah you i mean you'll you'll probably enjoy but it's like for modern audiences like you know it's like i think they have a hard time going back and watching those because admittedly they are very very slow paced but you know it kind of helps build that tension helps build the character if you kind of read into the plot line that way so that's my take on it at least so (laughs) no that that sounds good I'm, i'm looking forward to watching it yeah, yeah. So anyway, that, that that's on the you know the TV shows and movies and whatnot. Uh, and game wise, um, game that just came out. I think it was just this week. Uh, Hidden yeah. Deep. Um, yeah, I was looking at this one. It looked like uh, you you made a note here, and it was the first thing I thought of when I looked at the game. It looked like a kind of a carrion send up. Yes, it is is very much. Um, it has a kind of a horror genre, you know, take on it. Now, Carrion, you got to play the monster. You are not playing the monster. You're playing the rescue team. But okay. in terms of the monsters you're fighting, it's, it feels very Carrion. feels very kind of like uh, the thing almost. Uh, you're kind of finding like, you know, there's these like flying, you know, crazy bat things that are pooping out worms. You got these tentacles coming out of the walls. Like, you know, just all this crazy stuff. Um, it's apparently only made by one dev. Uh, and wow. It's it's actually I'd say a very solid game. It's not finished. It's, it's definitely it it is released in early access. Um, there's ten levels, um, okay. uh, but it plays that kind of side scroller kind of metro. I, at first I thought it was gonna be more Metroid like, where it's like, oh, I'm gonna be you know going through these levels and, yeah. and so on and so forth. Back and forth yeah, like, yeah, but it, exactly. But it, it, I'd say I think pretty sure Shadow Complex played that this. But it, it basically you're it's it's ten levels. So specifically, like you go from beginning to end. And, uh-huh. you know, it fades to black and then it kind of gives you some like story text and whatnot. And then you start at the new level with, you know, new health, new ammo. All right. And, and it's, it's more puzzle like, so you got to get through, you know, the, this level and puzzle like with, you know, whatever, uh, abilities you have on your, your person, there are multiple people that you can, you know, kind of swap between. So oh, you kind of get, uh, it, you know, it's, 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 so it's carrying in the sense like, cause I think you could switch between different like beings and, and carrion. Um, but yeah. in this one, it's very much like, you know, there's an engineer role, there's a soldier role and, and, and they, they do feel unique. Cause, um, uh, example is like the soldier, like, you know, he holds his gun and it's fairly steady. There's like a little bit of a wobble in terms yeah. of like the laser sight, but he go, switched to an e- engineer and he's like up and down, up and down, <laughs> like hold the gun that steady. Sounds cool. That sounds cool. <laughs> but they have different abilities. So like only the engineers can use the, there's like mining equipment. There's uh, like cranes and things you can use to manipulate boxes and 
and whatnot. Uh, And then obviously the soldier is very good at shooting things and, you know, doing combat uh, related stuff. Um, so I'm eager to see like more of what comes out of this. They actually have yeah, a, uh, a, a, I say they, but uh, you know, the one dev has kind of like a roadmap. Uh, they eventually, you know, obviously want to add more levels. Uh, I think they have two levels that are co-op. I didn't play that portion yet, but they want to okay. add more co-op and surprisingly, they actually want to add PVP to this. I'm like, wow. Okay. I'm, I'm interested to see where this goes. Yeah. Yeah. That I'm, I'm totally, I think it's on game pass too, right? Uh, I don't think so. I think it's only in Steam. Okay. Uh, I got, I at least I got it through Steam. All right, um, no, I'll check it out because I, I loved, I loved what I saw of it, um, in the previews and stuff. It, like, I'm a sucker for that shit, so I was, I was definitely. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's definitely like a great start. I think it's uh, was it twenty bucks or something like that right now. But yeah, cool. for for a single dev, I'd say you know very solid game. I'm eager to see more of it. Uh, again, it is early access, yeah. so if you're waiting for a complete game, you know, wait. But <laughs> yeah, but uh, but uh, you know, I'd say it's a very solid start, and and again, we don't we don't get too many of these these st- these side scroller style games. I feel yeah, like, you really you know? we don't really get many of them anymore. I feel yeah, no, you're right. I'm definitely gonna check it out. I love a good side scroller, man. That'll never get old to me. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> next one that is on Game Pass that I was playing, uh, Generation yeah, Zero. This looked interesting. Yeah. Um. It, it it's it's. Kind of a, I'd say almost a sleeper hit type of thing. Uh, you ba- basically, oh, the concept really? is you're in, you're like in Norway or somewhere, and this alien robot invasion is happening, and so you're you're basically in like, and, and it's got this '80s aesthetic de- uh, to it, even down to like the soundtrack Ooh. is very kind of like you know, elect- '80s electronica. Um, it has like you know, um, uh, audio cassettes uh, that act nice. as like log recordings and whatnot. And uh, even down to your like your clothes and you know what you put on is like very it screams eighties, uh, yeah it's great and and it, I'd say it's survival light in terms of like all you're managing is basically your ammo and your health. Okay. Um, there are kind of like skill trees you can get into. You can play with uh, I think up to four people. Um, huh. but yeah, and and you basically like there's like these big like mech you know robots down to like you know like I guess smaller ones like uh, it's called a tick. Uh, it's kind of right. like this, like little fly buzzy, you know, droid looking thing to dogs. And then you have these kind of like man sized walking mechs up to like these huge, uh, they're called tanks, but they're like, you know, think like Metal Gear Solid, you know, yeah. uh, you know, style uh, mechs. Um, okay. And yeah, I'd say it, it, it's fairly fun. Again, on Game Pass, I'd say it's really worth, you know, checking out via Game Pass. Uh, I don't know if I necessarily would have picked this up otherwise. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I'd say it, it's worth at least a download. Um, play yeah. around on with you. Yeah, absolutely. And then the la- the last one uh, I was just checking out this weekend uh, this is because one man, I, I swear. I know it, th- this is also via Game Pass, uh, but it is the one of the first uh, that yeah you know, we were talking. I remember we talked about this back when I, I think it was at around E3 that we're like, it come on, E3. Ubisoft, get like, get on board. Is this? <laughs> and, and Ubisoft finally got on board with the Game Pass, uh, but uh, yeah, Rainbow Six Siege Extraction, so that's a mouthful. Um, yeah. yeah, at E3, it was so poorly advertised. It actually looked like hot garbage. At, oh yeah, at, remember we were E3. like, oh, there's a developer shot, there's a developer shot. Yeah, it's like dev, dev shot, dev shot, dev shot, and like, it, it, like, I felt like it, it it barely described what was going on compared yeah. to the actual gameplay. And I'm actually having a ton of fun with this thing. Like, yeah, it's way more fun than I thought it would be. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a three-player co-op. Uh, you get to choose your 
your uh, the level that you want to play. So um, uh, basically, when you start out, you know, it kind of limits you to kind of like the easy zone, which is New York. Uh, eventually, you get like San Francisco, which kind of like a, a SpaceX style facility is there, and some other yeah. stuff. Uh, you get an Alaska level, uh, so it gets, like there's this huge like observatory there, and then I think the last one is Arizona. I haven't gotten there yet. Uh, we have to you have to get like high enough level to even unlock it. Um, huh. But um, basically, you choose the level that you want to start, and then it'll randomize three areas within that level. So uh, an example, like uh, we, we were actually playing a lot earlier today on, on my stream. Uh, we were, uh, uh, there's a Statue of Liberty map, and there's basically three zones within there. There's like a museum, uh, like a storage or yeah, yeah it's, it's a museum, gift shop area, and then kind of like an outer area. And what yeah. it will do is randomly choose where you start in one of those three. And then okay. from there also choose, gives you three random objectives. So it's like, you've got to like find a, you know, you got to capture one of these uh, parasite, you know, alien things alive. Um, you got to, you got to, you know, take out the nests or, you know, whatever. And so it'll, it'll randomize three objectives over the three areas. And then you can obviously choose your operator, you know, based on that so you like you can see your three objectives laid out and you're just like okay this is going to be a very silent mission so i'm going to choose an operator that you know has silencers or is very good yeah. in, in quiet combat or it's like yeah we're going to go loud on this one yeah. let's go with these and then then it plays out and you can leave at any time so you don't have to necessarily do all three levels you can be like we are hurting really bad let's get out you know at this extraction yeah. zone on the second zone let's go um and you can even lose your operators um like uh Basically, they just kind of like they, they can go MIA and then you're, you know, you can go back again and actually rescue oh. the operator that you lost last time, um, which just adds the dynamic nature of it. And then, uh, if you're, in, you know, during play, even if you get out successfully, if you're heavily injured, it's almost like XCOM where it's like, you know, your trooper has to go into, you know, yeah, it's you know, like injured status. They, they don't say infirmary, but it's, it's basically what it is. Like they, they go into an, like an unplayable status until you know. Basically, if you do very successful missions, then you get an HP bonus that heals all your your operators, and then you know then then you can get them back into an operational state or up to you know hundred percent health, and then huh. it's like yeah, then I'll take them out again. Um, so it's very very dynamic, and I really really like it. And, and it's a it's a it's very short, you know, instances of thing. I, I'm I, I can't put a time on how long it takes but i think well, actually actually i can't because more or less your timer gives you about 10 minutes per level okay and so and oftentimes you know at least on easy mode we were beating it faster than 10 minutes so at most you're looking at 30 minutes you know if you go all three levels you yeah. know i think optimally like once we started getting organized and, and coordinating uh, with everybody like we were down to 15 maybe no more than 20 minutes to beat three levels that's really cool. that's so really it's, cool. it, it's really tight and packed and i'm in it's kind of i'd put it in the same vein as like back for blood where it's like yeah you're you're fighting the ai so to speak and yeah. i'm actually having a lot more fun in this than in back for blood yeah, and Blood just didn't it didn't hook me man yeah I, like and i think the, the thing is like back for blood it has, has a dynamic nature to it but more or less like you go in the mission it's the exact same linear time you know yeah. time, you know you got to go from you know you go in this level it's like okay i know what i got to do in this level i got to go from a to b and then yeah, you know, this switch, and, that you know yeah b and yeah. a and it's like and like i'm gonna be done and maybe the only variability is like the type of enemies you might face he's like okay this time i faced a brute versus like a spitter or whatever like that yeah Whereas this, because it, it, there's like a three, you know, double three-way combo yeah. uh, of like 
the level won't necessarily you know, like you know going back to the liberty thing it's like you won't necessarily start in the museum every time you start the level like it could decide like oh you're going to start in the outside or you're going to start yeah. in you know the the gift shop this time and then you know again with the different uh objectives then it's like it, it's completely varied so i i like that dynamic nature to it so it's never it never feels like the same thing you know over and over again yeah, see, I could I could definitely get into that. Like, I think that's what killed Back for Blood for me. Because mm-hmm. I played it a couple times, played it with friends, and it's just like, after a while, it was just like, I'm just doing the same shit. Yeah, like, like they, they try, I, I like the, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, I like the card aspect of it, like, but... Yeah, it's a neat idea. But it relied on the cards to make, I feel like, it relied on the cards to make things different, and it's like, well, if you find, like, a thing that works for you, you you're probably gonna stick with it. Like, yeah. you know... So it's like, eh, yeah, again, maybe, maybe back for blood will, will bring around, uh, around a little bit, but uh, again, it, I, and I think the, the shorter nature of it too, like back for blood, it's a long haul to get through Oh yeah. unless oh, you're just doing like the mini chapter at a time, but to work in order to get through an entire chapter, like it, you know, it takes a good hour, I think to get through a whole chunk of back for blood, whereas this is like, it's very compact. It's like you're in and out and you're good to go. But yeah, anyway, like, that yeah. sounds good. Like that's, that's some shit. That's some shit I could really get into. I and now, now, hopefully, sure. hopefully, uh, you don't. It's a, I, I will issue a warning. Uh, I uh, one of my friends uh, who was playing with it, uh, he has Game Pass as well. His Xbox account was linked to like some old account that you know doesn't yeah. exist anymore. So he wanted. And it was like, oh, I want to tie to my new one. Do not, do not go down the route because like he literally had to spend an hour with customer support to get it unlinked. And then link to the new one, and I, oh, uh, I had the same problem. My Ubisoft is linked to my old Xbox account that it's like I lost a time type of thing, and it's like okay, yeah. screw it. You know, so I'll just you know, I, I bit the bullet. I, like it's basically like forty bucks. So it's like you know what, you know, I'm not out that much if I get it. So just be warned if your Xbox account is tied to your, you know, whatever your Game Pass account, I should say. Hopefully that's the the you know the account that's tied to your Ubisoft account if you've ever played Ubisoft games or whatever or if it's yeah, totally no, clean, it you're I'm good not, to go. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. not worried there. But yeah, yeah. If you, morning, if you though. if you in any way have to shift it to something else, like like it is not worth it right now. And like yeah, I'd say like that is a big fallback for Ubisoft right now. Like they need a better system to be able. Like I understand it. Like it shouldn't be tied to like multiple Xbox account, but there's got to be a better way to relink that. That is like absolutely terrible. Damn. Yeah. But uh, anyway, what is what are you, what are you playing these days? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you. Over the holidays and stuff, watched a bunch of things. Uh, watched mm-hmm. The Witcher season two. Oh, nice! Which was phenomenal. I, I, uh, I have to. Oh, I have to. Now season two, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. How how was that? Out, it was awesome. It nice. was fucking awesome. Like season one got me. Like I played Witcher three, loved Witcher three. Then mm-hmm, I saw mm-hmm. season one. Oh, Witcher season one, yes, so good. Oh yeah, and then season one got me to like, all right, I got to read these goddamn books, and then I went <laughs> and like, so I read all the books, and then watched yep. season one again, and it's like, oh my god, they almost do page for page. It's amazing. Really? Ah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then season two, because the books are kind of short, and they're very uh-huh. like, they're very cinematic in the way that they're written, so it, hmm. it's a natural fit, and like. So anyway, so season two was phenomenal. If you're even interested and you haven't seen it yet, like it's totally worth a binge. It, it, it's on my backlog of like, yeah, I've got, I'm gonna, gotta get around <laughs> to it. Like after, after Boba Fett, then I'll, then I'll have a little break. I'll probably watch season two then. 
and yeah, and then the thing I had to tell you about that I've also been watching, uh, it's been coming up in my Facebook, you know, ad feed forever because like half the time, you know, during the day at work, I'll search YouTube for you know history documentaries or whatever, and I'll I'll put something on while I work and just kind of peek over and listen while I go, and um, it's called History Hit TV, and there's hmm. ads for it all over the place. Uh, especially if you start watching documentaries, it's just going to pop up everywhere. But it's a it's a cheap subscription streaming service. They have an Xbox app, so you can just watch it on your Xbox if you want. Hmm. And it is just loaded. It's one hundred percent like history related documentaries, and it could be some folklore stuff. But they basically separate it by era. Like this is how loaded it is. There's like ancient history documentaries. Uh, Roman Empire documentaries. My favorite, which I've been totally lost in for the past week and a half, is the medieval documentary. <laughs> um, the medieval period. They have so much stuff, and there's and they also include a shit ton of podcasts that are part of that brand. Um, there's a great podcast that I have been completely hooked on. Little twenty to thirty minute episodes of uh, called Gone Medieval, and it'll hmm. focus on a, a certain aspect of medieval times like they just did an episode of like celebrating the new year in medieval you know medieval england or how you know what was a medieval christmas like and they'll they'll have experts on that that really know their stuff and like saturday was no friday night i was sitting there watching a, a documentary on the victorian era um about like inventions victorian inventions that changed the world and it was about the gas cooker, like the gas oven, the first gas oven. And it was wild just seeing like <clears throat> like how it, it literally just changed the infrastructure of England, like gas power, mm. you know, anything. It was really neat and really fun to watch. And again, the people that they have on that they, you know, that are like helping narrate or explaining concepts, you can tell they're just so into it. Right. And um, yeah, they, there was one I was watching, uh, I think it was on... Uh, yeah, it was on, like, uh, Lord Nelson, uh, like, English Navy ship life, and, um, Michael Palin was, like, the main, uh, like, interviewee. He apparently, after Python, just went into, like, the history deep end and is, like, a, a guru of, of that specific era of history. Uh, pretty wild. But, yeah, it's, it's very enjoyable, and, uh, I've been having a lot of fun with History Hit TV. If I remember, it was pretty cheap. And for the amount of content you get, like mm -hmm. that's 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 paradise if you're in the documentaries. I love yeah, it. yeah, I'll check it out. History hit TV. Okay. <laughs> Lots of World War Two stuff. World War One. It's great. Um, and then on the gaming front, um, in preparation for the February release uh, daily. <laughs> are, are you? Is your wallet ready? <laughs> oh my god! Uh, thankfully, some of these I know are going to be good, so I pre-ordered them. But I've been playing the hell out of Total War Warhammer 2. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. I actually have Warhammer 1 and 2 installed because it combines both games into... You can play the Mortal Empires, and you can play any of the factions from any of the game, the games that are out, and you basically like conquer the whole world. Um, very, very fun. Each faction has its own like story missions. It's, it's an amazing game if you like you know, grand strategy, especially, like, with fantasy bent, with Warhammer, you know, fantasy, it's absolutely awesome. I'm having a good time with it. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's in preparation. We'll talk about that in releases, but Warhammer 3 comes out very soon. 
So I was like, ah, I better dust my dust my knuckles off and get ready. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, after in preparation for and then after the Bob Holmes interview, uh, I had been playing uh, Gray Matter, uh, Jane Jensen's Gray Matter. Ah, yeah, yeah. I wound up beating that over the holiday, uh, like over Christmas break. I had so much fun with that, like just the old point-and-click adventure with a fantastic story um, that I really enjoyed start to finish. It was really cool to see, like, to learn those char- about more about the characters and where they really, like, Jane Jensen always goes really interesting with stories where it's kind of like, this could be real, this is based on some historical stuff, and then, like... And some science, it's obviously fictional, but boy, it really could be real. Like <laughs> She writes and presents it, it's really, really good. Um, highly recommend it if you're into that old, old school uh, kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's see, Curious Expedition 2, I was playing a bit of that. That's like uh, the Age of Exploration game, really, really good. It's another cheap one, but a lot of fun, roguelike. Not overly difficult, like you can play on story difficulty and have no problem beating it. But it's a cool, like, explore, find treasure, hmm. uh, accidentally sink an entire island because you <laughs> stole something from an altar. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, dude, it's very Indiana Jones. Uh, nice. very so. Um, you would absolutely love it, I think. It's a really, really good game and a lot of fun. Um, and then, other than that, my, the, my two obsessions lately. Um, one was because somebody at work mentioned it on Monday, and I installed it, and I've been playing it on every lunch break, and that's uh, Vampire Survivors. Vampire um, Survivors. I've never. I don't think I've heard of this. I don't think most people did until last week. Uh, but it's uh, Kotaku did an article on this game, and it basically said Vampire Survivors is the greatest ten-minute dopamine drip, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. And it's two dollars huh. and ninety nine cents, and it's one of those like, it's a Castlevania kind of love letter inspired by Castlevania, but it's 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 one of those like you know just walk around. It's not bullet hell, but it it kind of could be, but it's like you just walk you you swing your weapon every like two seconds, and you kill the enemies on screen. You grab gems to level up, and then you get like. Uh, little upgrade weapons and powers, and it's basically like how long can you last? Uh, oh, well, long- yeah. <laughs> this is nuts. <laughs> my longest has been about eighteen minutes, but um, wow. And then you unlock stuff though, like you each run like any good roguelike, you'll you'll get some gold coins, and they can be used to either unlock other characters mm-hmm. or upgrades for your weapons. Um, and like there'll be like little boss enemies that come out, and if you beat them, they'll drop a treasure chest, and if you grab the treasure chest, it's like a little slot machine. You might get, like, three different things that just, like, ace you, you know, up into, like, superpower for the next couple levels. Um, Really, really cool. Really fun. And for the money, you you just can't beat it. It's the best lunch break game I've played. Like, it's just great for a lunch break. Um, Let's see. I've been playing, uh, since Saturday, I've been playing uh, Pokemon Arceus, on my Switch, it is the first Pokemon game I've actually gotten into. Oh. I've tried all the other ones, and, like, I played Sword for maybe a few hours, and I was just like, uh, yeah, it's like, gotta get them all, I guess. And, like, the story just never, never hooked me. But this actually has a decent story. It has varied enough mechanics that I'm really starting to kind of get it and, like, get the, the strategy behind it. 
and um, I've been having a lot of fun with it. Like it's, I've probably got ten hours into it this weekend, hmm. um, and I've really enjoyed my time with it. So I'm, I'm definitely gonna probably be playing that one to the end at least. Um, and then finally, last one before I forget, uh, this is actually part of my news, so we can kind of kick in with news, and we'll just do that simultaneously. But uh, towards the end of December. Project Zomboid received the long-awaited multiplayer update. Oh. Uh, I don't know if you've ever played this. It's been in early access for a few years now. But it's a constantly getting better kind of zombie survival game. And it's one that, like, like a lot of people are starting to hear of. Like Danny O'Dwyer over at Noclip. Uh, we were all talking about it on the, the Discord server, like the producer's channel. And Danny was like, fine, I'm going to go check it out. And he wound up doing two episodes, like a podcast, <laughs> and then a YouTube video. And he's like, this game is batshit bonkers awesome. And he's right. Like, it is. And so it's it's like the, the zombie apocalypse has basically arrived. And you have to survive. And at the start of the game, like, there's still electricity. Uh, there's still running water. And you have to, like, start getting food and, you know, get some weapons. And um, right now, the only danger is zombies, but I can see this getting really interesting if once people get involved. But um, they go all in on the realism. Like, if you're, you know, if there's a horde coming at you, you better fucking run. Like, if four of them are coming at you, you're rolling dice if you're going to try to face off against four zombies. And, like... <clears throat> Like, I'm starting to really appreciate all the survival aspects to it. I, I, like, put it in the notes. I got into this house, and they had a pantry full of canned goods. I was like, yes, fucking food jackpot. And I loaded up on these canned goods, threw them in my duffel bag, and I got hungry. And I go to open it, and it's like, you need a can opener. I was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how real it gets. Like, um, you have a map in the game. that You start with a map. And, like, I had um, a pen in my inventory, that, or a pen that I found in my house. And so as I was walking around the town, I started making notes on the map of, like, what building was what. And then I, I made a note, and I realized, oh, shit, I made a mistake. I put that two buildings over where it was. And I go to erase it, and it's like, that's a pen. You need a, you need a pencil and an eraser to actually erase that off your map. Like, that's how in-depth this game goes like everything has a use and has a purpose and it, the crafting system's insane uh, it's one of those it's pretty quick to pick up but it's one i could see like my god it would take you ages to really understand every aspect of it but i highly recommend mm. it if you're looking for that kind of game you know something done a little differently it's a it's an indie dev team uh, but they really, with this latest multiplayer update, it's like you said, it's become the big, the next big sleeper hit. And um, I've been playing with on the NoClip server with some of the some of the folks there. But um, yeah, I'll be playing that for a while. I think I'm, I'm enjoying that a lot. But um, yeah, so it, that's that's basically what I've been watching, what I've been playing. Like I said, I highly recommend it. Check it out. Um, and now we got to talk about the releases. <laughs> like, <laughs> Here it comes. <laughs> Here it comes. Um, yep, Elden Ring is coming. I think in two weeks. Uh, yeah. Let me let me get the dates up here. Elden yeah. Ring. I want to say February fourteenth. That's what yeah. I thought. Yeah. 
That's uh, the initial real estate. Missed that date. (laughs) Update the Wikipedia. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Yes, I'm I'm over 16. Thank you. Two twenty-five. Okay, so twenty-fifth of February looks like. Okay. Okay. Uh, We got that coming out. Uh, We got Dying Light Two coming out. I think this week. Um, and then we have February fourth. So yeah, that's this at the end of the week. Yeah, that's the big one this week. Friday. Yeah. Um, Friday. If if, uh, you're listening to uh, this podcast later this week. Yes. Yes. Later this week. You're right. (laughs) Um. We got Total War Warhammer 3 coming out, I think, in two weeks. Like I said, I'm really, really stoked for that. It looks incredible. Um, Lost Ark, which I was in on one of the alphas towards the end of last year. It's a Diablo-style game um, that has been out in Korea for maybe a couple years now. Yeah, I think so, yeah. It is a huge hit over there. Um and I could see why. Like, it's it's got a really awesome class system, really awesome ways to customize your character, but the combat is just so smooth and so fun, and like, the world is interesting. the The art is the the graphics are great, and um, and it's multiplayer. And like, it just looks. I had a lot of fun with the beta. I'm really looking forward to playing that uh, when it comes out. And then the last one I have here, uh, as far as releases, and then if you have any uh, that... Oh, I, I, I'll leave you the one up there, I forgot. But uh, Crusader Kings 3, uh, Royal Court, the expansion, arrives. I cannot wait for this. I mean, if you're a CK3 fan, you've already got it pre-ordered. So oh, yeah. Certain... That's coming no, February the 8th. So, it, like, like we seriously have every single week of February has something coming out. Yeah, it's nuts. I mean, thankfully, I bought the season pass for that, like, when it came out. <laughs> CK is my jam. So I'm really looking forward to playing that. But, uh, yeah, I forgot the one above. Go ahead and... Oh, and, yeah, yeah. Same like, missed over it. Yeah, so, <clears throat> and then, obviously, not software, but hardware release. The uh, Steam Deck releases. Uh, do we have a date on in February? <laughs> I'm going to look at that. Uh, Steam <laughs> Deck. Deck release date. Uh... What is it? 25th, end of February. So, uh, my, the question I pose is, are we going to see, like, now granted, there there was a pre-order system, so it, it, I think hopefully that will cut down on a little bit of it, but I, do, I still expect, like, we're going to see Steam Decks on, like, eBay, you know. Oh, yeah, I think if for, you didn't pre-order. One million dollars. Yeah, if you didn't pre-order, you're not getting one for a while. But the question is, like, when are we getting it? Because, I mean, you know, it's, I think they said, like, we will fulfill in the order in which we receive. So, how soon will we get it? Because <laughs> I, yeah. I, I want to say you, I want to say you pre ordered like a day before me, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think you notified, he's like, it's like, hey, this is coming. I'm like, what? And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. This looks great. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I was somewhere around 24 hours later. Uh, but but apparently still you know they gave me a ticket so it wasn't like you know we're out but like how soon will we get it because uh, yeah I mean this is the big question because I, I you know, I've seen this with uh, kind of other things that are doing like this pre-release cycle now is that they they usually start releasing them in groups or batches and yeah. it'll be like you know the first first batch obviously like they get it release day but then it's like you know group you know 
two, three, four, you know, it's like you could be looking at later in this year to possibly even oh, yeah. next year. Maybe months down the road for sure. Before you see it. Yeah. And, you know, and this is a case of, you know, a uh, combination of like, you know, chip shortage still things, supply chain problems still things. So it's like, you know, are, you know, are we, are, you know I, I fully expect we will see scalpers, but probably not maybe on the level of like video card scalpers. Yeah. Or, but yeah. it's like, how long until we see this thing, you know? Well, I'll I'll have to let you know if I <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, that was releases. Now we got some news, and man, a lot of shit happened since our oh, last. Oh man, <laughs> like twenty twenty two kicked off with with a whole lot. <laughs> oh, and this this obviously is the big one. Uh, we've everybody's been you know has been talking about it pretty ad nauseum, but Microsoft bought. Activision Blizzard in a move mm-hmm. I don't think anybody saw coming. No, like, like you know, I mean, it looked like yeah, you know, Activision Blizzard was just like spiraling you know, to the drain, you know, the way it was going, and yeah, so I, the- I, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, and I firmly believe like this buyout will not would not have happened had you know Blizzard been you know slash Activision oh, yeah, been tanking as not. it had. Absolutely not, because it wasn't it. Microsoft doesn't buy unless it's worth the money. Um, So, yeah, uh, they tanked and Microsoft came in. uh, They bought them. Um, It's already become apparent that once the ink has dried and the acquisition is complete, Bobby Kotick is out the door. Well, supposedly, Uh, I I, I think I read that he's actually being put in front of or being put in charge of uh, Microsoft like uh, uh, Meta Division. So something to compete with Facebook Meta, apparently. Uh, he's oh, being put God. in charge of that, so it's like he, he's not even out. But he, like, in, uh, I think this is just within this last week. Um, so it's like the thing is like he, either way, you know, he would have his own little gold, golden parachute. I mean, the, the oh, guys. Sure. I think I, I think I think I look up. He's like fifty five. Let's see where is he? <clears throat> oh, he has a, yeah, and he has a shit ton of money. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, uh, he's fifty nine years old, so he, he's almost sixty. He, the thing is, like, if he didn't, like, he could easily retire and be probably oh, yeah. perfectly fine. But, you know, obviously it looks like, you know, but this is also maybe a transitional thing. I mean, this isn't uncommon for, like, big CEOs where, they'll, you know, they'll be given kind of like this either light duty or yeah, symbolic position till they till they vest out. Yeah. And, and to, yeah, yeah, because it also allows them to keep them, you know, in-house for transitional needs or whatever. And then you know, we, you know, we could be looking at it a year or two later from now, or that like he just quietly retires type of thing. You know? Yeah, probably. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Assuming, and I, I see no reason why this won't go through uh, from the law and trade wise. I just don't see the government saying no on this one, but uh, we'll see what happens there. Yeah. Um, you had a good question here. You know, with all the lawsuit baggage and everything that's been happening there, can Microsoft turn the culture around? Um. Having worked for somebody acquired by Microsoft, <laughs> yeah, uh, it. I feel like it depends. Like I know people that have worked for game companies that Microsoft has brought into the fold, and Microsoft for those game companies tends to be very hands off. Like you just keep doing what you're doing. We don't care as long as you're making money. Um, and the experience I had. Now, granted, this might be maybe they weren't making money. I don't know, but Microsoft. Uh, slowly and steadily, like you start to see more Microsoft folks coming over and taking up leadership positions that 
you know, people in the company probably would have been fully qualified for it, but it started to become more and more of like, oh, this person worked with this person at Microsoft, and it, you know, steadily kind of just became more and more of that culture than it was the company's culture. However, I do think, from a gaming perspective, I do think, especially with everything that's happening at Activision Blizzard, that Microsoft could definitely make it uh, much better uh, than what it is now from, from what I've seen. Um, as far as is this good for Activision Blizzard, I don't know. But what I can tell you is that it's very good for fans. Now, I know like the first argument is like, oh, that's less competition. How is that good for fans? Well, it has to do with how Microsoft has traditionally treated uh, developers, independent or otherwise, um, who are interested in working with intellectual properties they own but haven't done anything with. Activision Blizzard has been notoriously hostile in the sense of, like, I've seen developers, like, I, people that we've talked to on this show that would love to get their old rights to, like, Quest for Glory back, mm -hmm. which all the Sierra catalog, Sierra Online, you know, King's Quest, Space Quest, Police Quest, was owned by Activision Blizzard through, like, multiple acquisitions, and this company gets bought by this company that eventually Blizzard bought out. They own all the Sierra catalog and all the intellectual rights, you know, mm -hmm. properties to that. Microsoft has traditionally been very cool with, like, you know, if someone like the Coles approached them and said, hey, you know, we created this game and we'd love to make more games in the, you know, in that universe, uh, Microsofts tend to be very open to that idea. So I think for a lot of the properties, and seriously, look at the, the lesser-known properties... You know, aside from Call of Duty and all that shit. Like, look at the lesser-known properties that Activision owned over the years. Like, that's all in Microsoft's pocket now. And they could do a lot of stuff with it. So I think we're going to see a lot of things that people have wanted to see for years that Blizzard just didn't want anything to do with because it wasn't Call of Duty money-printing machines. And I think we're going to see some stuff finally come back. So I'm, I'm really excited about that prospect. Yeah, I mean, and along those lines too. Like, uh, you know, I think traditionally, like Microsoft also hasn't been in in the habit of like necessarily closing down studios uh, for the most no. part. You know, they're they're not like EA where they they kind of swoop in, and unless you're like Bioware or something like that, like they, they don't like you know kill you off and you know just you become part of the mothership type of thing. Um, yep. poor, so. Poor, poor yeah, I know, right? It's just like, uh, but you know, like again, they, they, like you said, they, they like to let, you know, their, their studios kind of do their own thing. Obviously, we're not saying they don't step in at all, but they, they, it's like they understand, it's like you are the, you know, the creative experts, so to speak, and we'll let you do your thing. We, you know, it's like you, you are making the product. Like we are not here to necessarily interfere. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited. This next one's you though. This looks interesting. Indeed. So, uh, <laughs> getting back, getting back to you know, as always, I am the Star Wars fan. <laughs> um, uh, three new Star Wars games are confirmed to be in the works. Uh, we we are getting the sequel to Fallen Order. Um, I've got to get around to playing that. Uh, I think it was free on Great. Twitch if, if it's still uh, out there. I, I got to get around to playing it. I, I know I put it in my EA library. I'll probably play that soon. Really yes. good. 
yeah, I've heard you know really good things. You know, I've, I've seen like kind of little clips about it, so it's, it's more to, you know fully experience it. But yeah, it's like yeah, more of that. Uh, there is an FPS in the works. It is not a Battlefront three. I know that like like the, I uh, I was watching you know kind of like various uh, threads and whatnot. Like a lot of Battlefront community community was like, ooh, FPS. Are they gonna make Battlefront three or like? Uh, <laughs> no, no. This is this seems to be something else. Um, yeah, I I don't know if it's necessarily story based. We just know it's an FPS. That that that's kind of like all we know so far. And the third one has really piqued my interest is a strategy game from the devs who made XCOM. Yeah, Axis, uh, I think. Uh, I, yeah, I think it's uh, uh, well, it's an, it's the newest one. I think that is still for Axis. Yeah, XCOM. Yeah, I think you're right. But yeah, oh, am I pumped for that though? That oh, that oh, is yeah. an idea I can totally get behind. Absolutely, yeah. So it's like, yeah, you know, Star Wars strategy game. Hell, yeah. Now I wonder, will we get like, you know, will we get the battle chest in there somehow? Will it be like worked in, or, or is it going to be something else? Either way, I'm excited. Three Star Wars games in the works. Um, no, no dates on when when these will arrive. I mean, probably, you know, when they announce them like this, it's it. You were probably at least you know, three, maybe four years three off, years if now, not more. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it doesn't go the route of uh, 1313. Although I wouldn't mind seeing that be revived at some point, you know, because, <laughs> you know, so I mean, good. come on, we got Boba Fett, we got Mandalorian. It's like, it's the perfect opportunity to bring out, you know, you know, wh- whether it be like, you know, the original, like 1313 was supposed to be a Boba Fett game, yeah. but yeah, it's like, it's know. the perfect time to bring out a bounty hunter game for Star Wars, I think. Yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that's very, very possible. Um, but yeah, now it's there's so much good stuff coming out. Three new Star Wars games I'm always happy to see, you know, come into the fold. Um, we do have some voicemails uh, and okay. a, very, a very late question of the week that I threw out there. Basically going along with what we're talking about here, you know, with the February release uh, deluge. Mm. I had asked the save point, you know, what were some of the ones y'all are excited for? Uh, Luke is on the wagon with me for Total War Warhammer 3. I think we're both just counting down so we can slay the orcs uh, <laughs> uh alan uh ludwig said uh dynasty warriors nine empires elden ring and horizon forbidden west that's one i, I definitely oh yeah horizon know. yeah i forgot about that one yeah al uh, our buddy al vogue had uh mentioned sifu looks very interesting and i have to agree that is an interesting looking kung fu game where you're like out for vengeance or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But when you die, your character ages and you might get a little slower, but you get stronger at Kung Fu. And like at the end, you're like, you know, Monkey King badass, but you're also very old and blah, blah, blah. So I don't know too much about it. I just started looking into it, but it definitely looks like something I could get into playing uh, just because it is so different. Um, uh, Jeremy, not not uh, Hoodie Ninja. Another Jeremy is on the Horizon Forbidden West train, and will be playing Pokemon Arceus uh, once uh, uh, within a month or so. Uh, enjoy it. I'm really I'm really digging that. It's a great game. Uh, our buddy Josh is pumped for his kickstarted copy of Tiny Epic Dungeons. Uh, that I don't know anything about, Josh, but I will be looking up. I remember you talking about it with a lot of enthusiasm. So I'm definitely going to look it up and make sure uh, I know what this is. But uh, And then our old co-host Kyle said, Ali Ali World. He loved the first two. Uh, I never did play the Ali games, but um, I know that, that they definitely have a pretty tight following. So that's going to be something to see. 
But uh, all right, so let's see who called the show with their answer. Uh, the voicemail number is 610-810-1654, and we'll play the first voicemail now. We have two. What's going on? Let's <laughs> back. Chilly outside, yeah. But at least the snow spared us, huh? Captain Mike got the snow. He's Mr. Winter. He's, got, he's Mr. <laughs> Chill. So let Mike have all the snow and uh, have this cold, too, because not for me. Not for me. Nope, not for me. Bring on the heat. <laughs> <laughs> it's warmer weather, so I can enjoy myself. Anyway, huh? How about those bungalow bagels, huh? Unbelievable. See, they should call me Swami. When Matt said that he put 600 cha-chingers in his pocket yesterday at the casino, I said to him right away, put it on the bagels, Matt. Put it on the bagels, huh? <laughs> Not only would Matt's team be going to the Super Bowl, which they are, but he'd look at all the cha-chingers he'd have in his pocket jingling around while they're this going to the This is the Matt the uh, that was yeah. on the show Matt's last time. Matt, he didn't listen. But anyway, <laughs> that's another time, another place, and anything else. So, anyway, man, huh? Could be back on the phone mic. I'll call it a phone mic. Yeah, how's that? The phone mic. What's new? What's new, huh? Hopefully everybody's doing well. Hopefully the new year is going well for everybody. I know it's still young. It's, you know, it's it's, it's stage. It's not much of happened, But, you know, hopefully these guys are having a good time. Gaming and having a good time. Yeah. So anyway, I guess we're talking about games we're excited about coming out. I don't even know, man. My backlog is so bad. <laughs> I don't still know. playing I, Fortnite, know, I Fred. Like, <laughs> I'm being excited because it's like I just really want to start playing games I already have, and you just keep piling them on. Here, buy this, and here's another one, and here's another one, and another, 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 another. You can man, say no, Fred. Keep up with these games, man. These young kids have it made where they have time to play. As old people, we don't have time to play. We got a job to do. We come home, we're making meals, entertaining kids, and, you know, driving here, doing this, doing that. And it's tough. Yes. It's very tough. <laughs> you know, I told myself I was going to get excited about this new Pokemon game, and now it's all the chatter is online. Pokemon, Pokemon, great, it's, great, it's great. Good, it Fred. probably is great. It probably is. And, uh, and I like have bead sweats rolling off my head, telling myself I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> I'm not going to buy it because uh, I'm still trying to finish this Paper Mario Origami thing. I'm huh? the Frozen Dragon. And I kind of, kind of ran into the holidays and put it down for a while, and. Uh, I haven't picked it back up yet because there's just, I don't know, there's just, there's just too, way too much to play. I don't know. It's, it's like an avalanche, a snow avalanche. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. That was probably a depressing topic on my part, guys. I'm sorry. But, yeah, I don't know. It's, I I got to hit the brakes on buying these games. Plus, I have Game Pass. <laughs> Game, game, you know, game Pass saves so much. Here's another one. Here's oh, another yeah. one. Here's another one. I, just, I don't know, man. I'm like bombarded with games. I guess I should be thrilled, though, right? Well, I am thrilled. Anyway, I better hang up. This thing's going to beep soon, I know. Uh, good talking to you guys. Keep up the good work. I love the sh- <laughs> Fred hit the three-minute mark. <laughs> I wonder if this next one is him, and we'll just lump just it off. Finishing it off. <laughs> I was mere seconds. <laughs> <laughs> the one call. Here we go. On to two. Well, as long as I'm on two, I might as well keep rambling, right? I mean, why not? Rambling away. So it's early. It's, uh, I don't know, about 6.40, uh, I guess, p.m. Uh, Eastern time. So uh, I'm going for the ram. So if the ram's right. win, nobody could say that was a, a fake on my part because I'm actually giving you the time. And there's no way the game's over yet because it just started. So uh, <laughs> I'm rooting for the rams. Bring on the rams. The Bengals and the rams. Let's oh, go. That would be a good Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> 
I just keep feeling that because I should be telling these guys I'm excited about a game coming out. But I, like I said, I'm just, uh, should I be excited about a game? I don't know. It's, it's tough. It is really tough. <laughs> really tough because, you know, here's the other thing that happens to me. I'm going to bring this up. I, I give in. I buy these games when they first come out, brand new, put down to 60 bucks to 65 bucks. You know, I'm more than happy to support the developer, don't get me wrong. And I don't play it. I don't play it. It's just <laughs> on the backlog. And I finally pull it out of my backlog, you know, blow the dust off, you know, wipe it off and everything. And you look online and it's like, oh, the game's on sale for 15 bucks. <laughs> I'm like, I could have bought this for 15 bucks and started playing it now. Why, why did I pay 65 to have it sit in my house when I could have waited and paid 15 and played it now? Does that happen to anyone else? Yes. I mean, like, that is an eternal <laughs> conundrum of getting things on Steam, yes. Much for, oh, maybe it's, I don't know how that whole economic thing works, but uh, I don't know. That's the other thing I don't like either. It's like by the time I get to these games, when I do buy them new, they're down to next to nothing. And it's like, well, if I would have just waited a little bit, I could have got it at least a little bit cheaper, but I don't know. Uh, that's how it is for old Fred French. Tough. Tough life. Tough. All right, I'm cutting it off because I don't know what the time is on this thing, and we're not going to three. We are not going to three overtime. <laughs> like I said before, guys, take it easy. Keep going, keep churning, keep it coming. We love the podcast. Arriva Dirty. <laughs> Arriva Dirty, Fred. Arriva Dirty. Uh, not only has that happened to me, Fred, I feel like it happens to me every time I buy a game. Um, I, I also uh, encounter the other conundrum, which is I buy a game, and then a week and a half later, it ends up on Game Pass. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, definitely I have a sizable backlog of my own, which is what I was doing over the holidays, going through like the adventure games that I wanted to play and some other stuff. Um but yeah, no, it's I I definitely understand the struggle, Fred. Uh, Nick, do you have anything you need to say to Uncle Fred on this one, or do we just give him a sympathy? I, I think it's just sympathy. Yeah, like I'm in the same boat. Like I, I it's kind of a refinement of like how do I approach games? Because you know, more or less, you know, if it's you know, it's now in the indie category, it's like okay, maybe it'll come to Game Pass. Uh, if it's a game, it's like okay, you know what? When it, it, this sounds so cool, I really want to play it when it you know comes out. Uh, I think Elden Ring is going to fall into that category. If like I could wait like you know six yeah. months to a year, and you know get, probably get it at a discount or something like that, but it's like you know what I really want to play right now, so I will drop the money for it <laughs> day one. But that being said, there are a ton of games out there. Like um, well, uh, in case in point, uh, uh, the Star Wars game. <laughs> I just blanked. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know where to go. Uh, uh, fall in order. order. Fall, yeah, thank you. Uh, fall in order. Like I was like I, I was like always on the edge of like oh I'm I'm gonna I think I'm gonna play it right now. Oh, it's on discount. Oh, maybe I'll get it now. And I never did. And then it finally comes to, uh, like Twitch. Uh, you know, released it. You know, as part of the Amazon package and whatnot. It's like oh, perfect. I get to play for free. So some, <laughs> sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm with you, Fred. I would love to see a, a Bengals and Rams Super Bowl. I know Matt would, too. Matt's got to be losing his shit tonight. Uh, his Bengals are, are on their way. I never thought I'd say that. But <laughs> no, good on you, man. Enjoy it. Um, other than that, I think we're coming up to the end here. And whatever is going on with my sinuses seems to be getting steadily worse. 
Uh, oh man, like the sinus just like knocked me out like the first like three oh, weeks of yeah. January. Like, I I think I'm just to the point where it's like I'm finally over it, but it was just like you know it's like still that you know slight drainage, that stuff in the back of the throat. It's like ugh. Yeah, I'm just like stuffed up again tonight, and it's really dry with the heater too. So it's like oh yeah, it. yeah, yeah, that's exactly uh, what happened to me. So it's like it sucks. It's not COVID. It's just it's like just nope, sinus is going haywire. Everybody's been tested twice. It's definitely not. But, uh, yeah, so I think what we'll do, we'll call it here. Um, just some conclusions, final thoughts, shout-outs. Obviously, shout-out to all y'all listening. Um, got a bunch of, like, feedback. People loved the the end-of-the-year show, and I appreciate, you know, people that reached out. We're like, oh, it was great. Yeah, we, we had a lot of fun. It was really great uh, to hang out with Travis, uh, to hang out with the boys from Bad Fodder Figures. We missed you, though, Eric. We missed you, Glovebox. Um and yeah, I've definitely got some interviews lining up. I'm still playing the, the phone tag game with Richard I, uh, Richard Garriott uh, to get some dates set up, but I know he's super busy. We'll figure something out. Uh, I'm really excited, uh, and I don't want to say anything until it's scheduled, but um, somebody who played in a full motion video uh, Sierra game that was one of my favorites that I streamed for Extra Life uh, reached out and said they were checking out the podcast. Uh, and, and I loved the comment. I really, if I remember correctly, it was, and I really hope this isn't one of those podcasts I should have been on already. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Let's get on. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to uh, setting that up. That should be a ton of fun. Um, but other than that, um, God, can't even shout out the bad fodder figures anymore. Oh, God, I missed that show. Get back to it, guys. <laughs> um, other than that, if you want to hang out uh, hang out with us, you can come over to tiny.cc slash savepoint, hang out in the savepoint Facebook group, uh, email us, theretrorents at gmail.com. Uh, we're on Twitter, at theretrorents. Uh, I'm at retrorentsal. Nick is at blackeagleops. Go check Nick out on Twitter, at blackeagle, or Twitch, I'm sorry, at blackeagleops. Uh, he does great little streams and, you know, game streams, uh, watch party streams. Uh, you got a great community over there. Everybody's so fun. And um, I think other than that, anything else you want to finish up here, Nick? Anything you're promoting? Anything you're doing? Uh, no, I think, uh, I think I covered about everything. All right. Well, then that will end it for episode 85, and I am going to find something to squirt up my nose so that I am not, uh, so that I'm at least able to breathe uh, when I sleep tonight. That should be fun. Um, but other than that, we will catch you next time on the Retro Rents. Hang out at the save point for all the latest news. If you enjoyed the podcast, please give us a review on whatever venue you're listening to. Those five star reviews really help us out and help people find the show. Um, and uh, other than that, till next time, have fun, play games, and don't be dicks. Peace. See ya.